Lay your sleeping head, my love. One of Auden's most haunting love lyrics, reminiscent of the metaphysical poet John Donne's audacity and intensity. A night of sensual ecstasy is experienced in the light of thoughtful awareness and acceptance of the reality of mortal existence. The ephemeral nature of fidelity, passion, beauty, and life itself. In musical, rhetorical lines, four stanzas of ten lines each, Auden exalts love to sublime, almost divine heights, while recognizing its imperfection and fallibility. The poet gazes in rapt enchantment at his sleeping beauty. He muses philosophically on the brevity of both love and beauty. The passage of time inevitably brings in its wake the decline and decay of mortals. Lovers are also destined to follow the sad fate of children. Pure, innocent, perfect in their angelic beauty, yet they succumb to illness and death. The poet desires to savor the moment and its magic to the full. He knows it's a clandestine, forbidden love affair. Tainted with guilt and shame, yet all he seeks is the absolute enjoyment of beauty and love stretched in its moment to eternity. All he wants is a temporary reprieve from time, one exquisite night to prolong the beauty of both the lover and the lover. What happens when ardent lovers come together in their longing and desire? It's a fusion, it's a transcendental fusion of the physical and the spiritual. In stanza 2, Auden describes the mystical bliss of their union, which is oblivious of everything. Love casts a disease spell on them. The lovers are transported to a luminous paradise. The poet brings in an image of Venus, the goddess of love, who infuses a sympathetic bond in mankind. So the lovers are suffused with universal love and hope, which lifts them above the mundane and gives them a fleeting glimpse of eternity, timelessness. The hermit evokes the vision of an enlightened one, deep in meditation, among the snowy peaks and the rocks in a remote, mountainous region. But then, the words carnal ecstasy, that raises ambiguity. Does the poet imply that the hermit's spiritual trance is no different from the lover's physical union? the oneness, the sublime realization? Is he referring to mystical passion? The experience through the sensuous body and the experience through the mind, the serene contemplation, are they one and the same? Does the mortal then, in a moment of rapture, become a spiritual entity? Midnight, passion spent, the mortals return to the real world, where loyalty, faith, 
trust are passing shadows with no assurance, no certainty. The fashionable madmen raise their pedantic, boring cry. Look at this, an ironic shift, a sudden reverse. Conventional morality, social mores, ethical propriety all suddenly make their appearance. The raving and ranting men are here, rigid in their perspective. These lovers will have to face and suffer the consequences of their transgression. The narrow-minded, set social fixtures of right and wrong will haunt them. But our poet is undismayed. He is willing to endure the punishment meted out to adulterous relationships and immoral affairs. The poet has only one entreaty. But from this night, not a whisper, not a thought, not a kiss, nor look, be lost. He wants to conquer time, seize the passionate ecstasy of the fleeting, magical night and make it last forever. He wants to hold on to and remember, to cherish and possess everything that the night with his lover gave him. In the last stanza, Dawn breaks the midnight enchantment. Beauty fades, the entire vision melts away. The real world beckons with all its practical compulsions. The poet looks down at his beloved and blesses her with a lovely day. He hopes the day will bring forth heavenly pleasures, no need for supernatural realms. Life may bring distress and gloom, hence the lover invokes the involuntary powers of love, beauty, poetry to sustain her, to help her tide over difficulties. The lover wishes his lullaby will soothe and protect her. A guardian angel, a fairy spirit, will watch over her like the benevolent grace of a divine love. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may, old time is still a-flying, and the same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. Robert Herrick Fled is that music, do I wake or sleep? Keats She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies and all that's best of dark and bright, Byron. Love is life, life hath immortality, Emily Dickinson. What do we have in order? A grounded approach, a realist perspective, overwhelming tenderness, but no romanticism. Almost immediately he ensures us that we are not carried away by love. Faithless, human, grave, guilty, mortal, time, fever. These are the words, these are the images that he brings forth. The enticing concept is down to earth. It's fallible. He speaks of the mortal inevitability of death. 
so inordinate the final appeal is as intellectual as it is emotional do we however find in the poem a powerful expression of a hope for timeless profound love that love stretches beyond a single adulterous night could be though he doesn't take an idealized romantic stance autumn's concepts and images are of the faithless abstract aging the less desirable evanescence time the imperfections let's examine the poem more closely how does it begin in a moment replete with full sensual gratification after their blissful physical union it's delicate intense but how is this amorous experience described there's an air of tolerance acknowledgement of human infidelity and beauty is passing away Conventional love poetry glorifies the loved woman as a beautiful goddess. But here, Auden admits she's human, flawed, imperfect. But does this detract from love and enjoyment? Is it affected? No. emotional recoil indifference disappearance of bliss all are possible yet something remains its greatest gift love makes life blessed we may infer that the moment because of its intensity and transcendence will live in memory in poetry forever but orden makes no claim Unlike Shakespeare and Horace Shakespeare in a sonnet said My love shall in my verse ever live young Horace in his odes said I have built a monument more lasting than bronze Lullaby probably excels in the celebration of casual impermanence as something desirable rather than a sad painful compromise Isn't the poem intriguing and exceptional? It belies our conventional expectation, moves along mysterious paths. A lullaby for an already asleep partner? Don't we find it a little perverse, paradoxical? Though not explicitly a gay poem, certainly it was well known that Auden was a homosexual in love with Christopher Isherwood. It's without doubt a queer one, a queer one all right. Larkin's beautifully dark poem about death and despair obeyed. But Auden's poem moves softly into an obeyed, weaving the appearance of light in a morning serenade for the parting lover.